like I need to know if you guys have gotten in your first fight yet and how it was resolved because that's what's important like it's not important all the butterflies and rainbows and shit that's not what's important I need to know if you guys fought how it was resolved how he communicated like or she give me you know those are the juicy details I care about like when I hear someone is fighting I'm like perfect fight (laughs) because that's that's what a relationship is that's what life is you have to fight you have to get over it Howdy, brothers. Welcome back to another episode of Whiskey and Water. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're on the bi-weekly sketch. It's working out well. It's working out well, even though it's a Saturday. It's literally (laughs) Saturday at noon. That's okay, you guys. We're going to get like the most updated recent version of our lives today. Mm -hmm. That's that's the pro of doing things last minute. Let's do a little catch up, a little high and low moments. Brothers, we are really in... We actually said this last last episode, like afterwards, we were like, we have to stop saying era. <laughs> era. Whatever. We're in our era, era. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, I saw a TikTok. Do you know what the millennial pause is? This is a big deal. Okay. Because I sent it to you on TikTok. You must not have opened it yet. Guys, there is something called a millennial pause. And just you saying era made me think about it because I'm like... You know, we're just trying to keep up with the times. We're we're like on the just we're trying to say youthful. We're zillennials, so you know we're on the cusp of the millennial and Gen Z. But I personally like to identify as Gen Z. However, there it's so funny, like coming across things on TikTok where it's like you just know if someone is a Gen Z or a millennial by like little nuances. So I came across this thing called the millennial pause. It's a thing, okay, and it's like the one second that someone takes before they start talking. So it's like the second between they hit record and then they start talking. And apparently only millennials do it. And I had a freaking midlife crisis yesterday when I was like, do I do this? Wait, that's so interesting. And people were making content about it. Like if you look up hashtag millennial pause and it's like Gen Zers being like, stop doing that. Why do you do that? Like if we can just tell that you're millennial if you do that. I think it's because, yeah, like if we go to do a TikTok, we'll like hit the record button and yeah. then take a second. Yeah. But personally, but I don't. But Gen Z doesn't do that. I don't think I do it either. Because apparently we're like waiting to see if it's recording. <laughs> But how funny. That is interesting. Because what like, I do is like, I'll start recording and then I set my, I'll talk while I like set my phone Okay, down. yeah. Then you're good. Then you're a Gen Zer. See? <laughs> but that's also something that I observed and that's why I do that. I don't do that because like, that's, that's how, how you naturally do it. Do it. Yeah. You guys, it, it's hard out here. Keeping up with the times. Keeping honestly. up with the times. I'm feeling old. Um, anyways, we are in our what era? We're in our era era. But era, era. personally for me, I'm in my like, I... I like go through these phases where like I hate everything in my home like once a year. I thought you were gonna say life. I'm like same best day, same. Yeah, j- that too. But I like hate. I hate all my decor. I hate all my decor. I hate all my pieces. I hate everything. So now I'm like trying to get rid of everything and replace everything. But like that's an expensive fucking process. It's just a long drawn out process. And then it's like by the time I replace everything, you're, you're, I don't even like you're sick it. of it. That's how I feel about my wedding planning. Like I, I've told Ugh. you guys before. Like I made a Pinterest board after I got engaged in 2019, and. I look back at that and I hate everything. I'm like, I know, but barf, barf. So now I'm just scared because I'm like, I'm going to no matter what I do, I'm just going to hate it in five years. Yeah. I mean, I think that what I really 
don't like about my house is just like my house in general. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think I think I'm like blaming it on my pieces yeah. when I think that if it was like in my ideal home or space that I would actually like it. Space is so important, dude. It's so fucking important. Not us going off on a tangent. OK, anyways, um, you guys, let's catch up. Let's do a high and low. And then do we want to tell the brothers what this episode is even going to be about? Yeah, I yeah. think we should. OK, you know, as as we got as you guys know we frame every episode around whatever the fuck is going on in our lives <laughs> and this episode we're going to be talking about adult friendships and really just how to navigate those and i feel like you know as we grow older what we seek in friendships changes so much and then what we also our threshold for what we're willing to accept also changes um so we just kind of want to talk about that process and kind of what that's like looked like especially and it's you know it's really nice for us because obviously we share like 99 percent of the same friends and we're able to like you know kind of take inventory of like our friends actions and be like oh, are you feeling like that are we feeling like that yeah. or am i just being sensitive yeah. or is this person kind of being a shitty friend and you know th- we understand that that can be hard for someone who um is their own entity uh, to <laughs> you know kind of navigate not a what is it not a sole proprietorship but what are we a partnership an llc no like a yeah i guess a yeah i guess an llc of a friendship yeah um <laughs> But we are going to kind of just deep dive on that, what we've been going through and just things that we've kind of noticed as we've grown fucking older. Yeah, just some like non-negotiables and holding friendships and just relationships, obviously, in general in your life to the same standard that we would a romantic relationship. And like, you know, you hear people often talk about like, what are your non-negotiables for a romantic partner? And it's like we should have those same standards standards for like any relationship in our life especially friendships because they are so important Mm -hmm. and honestly even in my adult life other than you and like maybe my friend tamir and then the girls that we you know when you said you are you talking to me you yeah okay i thought you were really talking to the brothers oh no my brothers are i mean you you guys are my best friends but no like i because especially when planning my wedding like i'm looking at my guest list and i'm like i really don't have that many friends like not people who I would consider my close circle and it's just interesting because like personally I didn't really experience have the whole college experience and I feel like that's where a lot of people make those like lifelong friendships so for someone who didn't go through that experience like my circle is pretty damn small and I'm circle I'm fine with that you know but it's just interesting to look back and be like wow I really haven't made like really close friendships in the past five ten years of my life um and I don't know if that's because I do have you know a high standard of like yeah if you're not like checking these boxes for me I'm really not interested in nurturing a relationship with you or if it's just like you know the industry we're in and it's a lot of kind of like surface level friendships but it's just an interesting observation so we'll deep dive into all of that but before we get started of course we're gonna do our segments our highs and lows and our pro tip let's knock out our pro tip Papa pro tip okay do you want me to go first or shall you you can go first okay so my pro tip and this is a literal like life pro tip game changer i am not exaggerating when i say that if you don't know what a supercharger is brothers let me put you on y'all need to invest in a supercharger what this is is an iphone charger that instead of it being a usb to your phone it's like 
the the lightning like it's what USB-C USB-C or no is that the one to the phone what's the one to the phone called I think it's a lightning to a USB-C yeah yeah anyways it's like what you would charge your laptop with on one end and then the other end is for your phone and then the box is just a little wider you can order them on Amazon you can get Apple you can and get a storefront yeah I shot my storefront but guys I kid you not it charges your phone from zero to 100 in an hour and I my life just isn't the same since that I like can go all night without plugging in my phone and I can wake up and just know that it will be charged and it's just the best thing ever when I was in actually when I was in Nashville I was telling my friend Erica about it and we charged both of our phones were dead and she plugged hers into her normal charger and I plugged mine into my supercharger and I was at 100 in an hour and she was at like 30 and I was like girl you gotta get on it it's it's so much more convenient I know this is like a first world (laughs) dilemma and problem but knowing that my phone can be charged in an hour is like the fucking move dude even an hour i feel like is a long time no like Like 30 30 minutes minutes. yeah no i'm saying from zero to 100 maybe an hour but like if your phone's on time my phone is on zero yeah if it's on like you know 20 percent, and just plug that baby in for 15 minutes you are good to go for the rest of your day shop my storefront i will add it dude they need to make an actual good fucking portable charger there's no really solid portable charger that like lasts yeah i just we should make it (laughs) we should make it it Um, doesn't exist we'll make it that's how we feel about everything (laughs) um okay my pro tip is one that i actually saw from jc marie she's the host of what we said podcast love her we love her um she i didn't so you know like how if you're taking you know if you want to take a video while you're playing music you can, um, you know, slide the button over to like lock it. And when you're on photo and it'll continue to play your music and you just kind of take video from there. I didn't realize that in that same um, setting, you can continue to press that button in the bottom right and it'll take photos while you're taking the video. What? Yeah, brother. Hold up. Yeah, let's, let's give this a go. Hold up. Wait. Okay, so I'm... I have you have to play something though, yeah, right? Yeah. You have to play music. Uh, no, we don't have to necessarily, but like let's say we take it from the photo. Oh, shit. oh god. <laughs> and we drag it over. You see, okay, so we just dragged oh. it over. That look, I'm taking photos. While it's recording? I think so. How do you yeah. know? Well, that's what JC said. <laughs> well, let's we're mythbusters, oh, you guys. Yeah, look, I was <gasps> taking photos that entire time. What? It didn't look like it, so I just kept taking a million. But yeah, so I was you taking can photos. take photos while you're recording a video. Yeah, which is fire because what I've what I actually did, I was literally at the beach the other day and I took like I had my tripod and I took a quick video. Guys, I went and took screenshots of that video and the quality like wasn't nearly as good. But what you can just do is have someone, you know, take the video and just press it. Innovation that excites you guys. You truly this love is to see revolutionary. It. Oh, my God. Wow, I don't think anyone knows that. Yeah, I'm going to make a TikTok about it. That is so fire. Okay, great pro, pro, pro tips today. Hell yeah, brothers. Wait, honestly, we're just tech girlies. Tech girlies. <laughs> okay, let's get into our high and low. Let's start with our lows. You go. Um, My low, I kind of touched on it earlier, is that I'm just like literally hating my house. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like really claustrophobic in this house. I Like every room is so, and of course, like this is a very privileged take, but every room in this house is like, inconveniently small like it, it, like small for by i think many people's standards not mm-hmm. like a new york city standard but mm-hmm. for a south florida house standard it is very small each closet 
is genuinely like the size of a fucking shoebox. Like they are like I'm I've maxed out every single closet, which is crazy because in my last apartment that I didn't even fill up a single closet. Like my, you know, I had like, you know, a fairly large, like kind of like walk-in sort of vibe that most apartments, um, you know, newer apartment buildings kind of have. And I hadn't even filled up those, uh, those closets, which is crazy. Cause then I come here and I'm busting out of each of them. And I just, it's really, really hard to like get organized in a space that doesn't have storage. And I have this entire sort of like dining room nook that is in my house that I don't even, I don't use because it's basically storage. Like that's where I keep all my random shit. Um, so I'm just kind of like annoyed and it's like hard for me to like want to put like clothes away because it's like, I know I'm going to be shoving it into a drawer that's already full. And mm-hmm. like, it's just, you know, kind of an icky feeling. And it's, I realize that it's causing me to be disorganized in everything else. And then like, <laughs> dude space uh, going back to our conversation earlier space is so important so important it is like it really affects my mental health so much and i I don't realize it in the moment but it's like looking back i am in i am just the happiest version of myself when my house is clean Mm -hmm. and organized i i feel like i'm living my dream life when my house is clean yep like no. it is that dramatic. Yeah, it really is. And like even in my office right now to the left of me, I just have like a pile of clothes and like I just haven't wanted to put them away because I don't have anywhere to necessarily yeah. put them. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, you can get rid of more shit, get rid of more shit. But like I can only get rid of so much shit. I like my stuff. <laughs> and even I was talking to, you know, my boyfriend about this and he was like your, your what? Boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> I was talking to my boyfriend about this. Okay. And he was like, well, like do you like need all of this stuff? And I was like, don't ask me stupid fucking questions. <laughs> I was like, one, of course I don't need it. No one, I was like, that's a loaded question. Cause like no one needs anything dog. Like mm-hmm. no one needs it. Like, no, I don't need anything. However, do I look at something and it sparks joy? Like a hundred percent and I'm mm-hmm. going to keep it. And I yeah. don't feel like, like my lack of like, I'm not going to get rid of shit because I have a lack of space when like my clothes aren't the problem. The space is the problem. <laughs> and he was like, well, do you need these really thick combat boots? And I was like, <laughs> I was like the once a year that I might wear those to a festival or to club space when I maybe will day one day will go. <laughs> yes, I need them. And if I don't have them, I will literally shoot myself in the foot because I'll be like, why did I get rid of those? And you'll shoot yourself in the foot that you could have wore your combat boot over. Yeah, that I got rid of because I like didn't have space. And it's like that's that's a uh what is a fear mindset. Cuz it's like one day I will have all the space and the biggest closet in the world to put all of my fun vintage items. So that's my low. She's spiraling, y'all. That's my low. <laughs> no, because I literally the those combat boots like for me, my my combat boots that I stared at for a year, I wore them all week in Nashville. So That's I'm telling you what I'm saying. I'm telling you, dog. I didn't wear them once before that trip. I brought them to Nashville. I wore them every night. They were the perfect boot. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, you know, and like if I game time decisions, you got to make them. And if I didn't have those and I and like I thought to myself, like, oh, I got rid of these because my boyfriend told me that I needed to get rid of more stuff. I swear to God, I'd break up with him on the spot. I'd be like, you're the reason I don't have that perfect boot right now. OK, moving on. <laughs> um what what were we oh, low. lows okay my low is that i haven't had a low it up that i came back from vacation this week and i had a mental breakdown because we were actually having simultaneous at the same time mental breakdowns so which cute, is really bestie. cool yeah. our mental breakdowns are in sync periods in sync no mental breakdowns in sync mm-hmm. so it was one of those like when you come home from vacation it's like the vacation is so 
the vacation is so good and peaceful and then you come home and it's reality and i i feel like most people would be like oh but you're like an influencer and blah 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 and it's like you're not coming home to like uh nine to five but it's like it's so, we're coming home to, to a, so much more eight, eight to fucking eleven brother so much more and it was just like a really hard first day back and i completely like just cried on my couch and i was like i don't want to do any of it i want to retire i want to live on a farm i want to garden i want hobbies i want to learn how to play the drums you know what's really interesting? i just simply want to retire play the drums no you don't i just want to be a a housewife like make me a housewife i'm i'm ready i'm ready i want to like diy shit in my backyard all day i'm done being a hustle girly y'all yeah truly which is you know what's really interesting about something that you just said that kind of like you know piqued my interest was you were like oh well you're you're an influencer like you're supposed to come home you know what's crazy is that like we literally do so everything else besides influencing and we don't like say that's what we do you know like if someone else like you know we have friends that own marketing agencies guess what they do they're a marketing agency owner like that's how they introduce themselves mm-hmm. they don't introduce themselves like as something else and mm-hmm. it's like we literally own a digital marketing agency it's just so hard to say everything we do well so no I of just, course but it's like but it's like anyone that like knows you it's like no you're not just coming home and like being an influencer which yeah. is you know of course that is a full-time job in and of itself and you know if you run it like a business it is a business but it's like we have so much else going on that it's like no we're not just coming home to be an influencer we're coming home to like running a digital marketing agency and you know launching a course and having the podcast and you know all these other little things that we have to do as well and being full-time so i think you're doing yourself a disservice by saying that no yeah for sure it was more so like from an outsider's perspective who like had no idea who i am and what i do would from the outside be like oh me, me, pity party like feel bad for yourself but that's not like my perspective on my life yeah because um, we got so much like being an influencer like my brand deals are like that's at the, the easiest bo- thing we do bottom of my to-do list that's the easiest thing we do um but let's okay. go into our highs <laughs> we are really need a, need a morale boost this is why we can't do uh saturday episodes we're just like <laughs> All over the place. Spiraling. These are my favorite episodes, I will be honest, though. Okay, so my high is that I did have such a fun time in Nashville. Honestly, considering it was, like, the first group trip of that friend group, everything went so smoothly. There was no drama. Like things just really we just had such a great fucking time we were laughing every day all day like those are the best trips at a vineyard shoes off running through the grass doing handstands like it was just so great you were definitely the only one doing handstands no me and mike i'm kidding i was Mike. (laughs) and yeah we just have such funny memories and jokes from that trip and it just felt really good and it feels nice to like travel with friends that you for the first time that you like haven't had that experience with you know mm-hmm. so it was great and honestly i'm just very happy with the trip and memories to last a lifetime yeah having a trip where you laugh <laughs> so much mm-hmm. like you really like you it's, just can't put a price tag on it you cannot and also like that group of friends at least the guys i've i've known since i've been dating tyler so it's been 10 years so like those are like my close friends too yeah and it just feels like family so yeah. it was it was really fun i love that for you yeah um, my high is that I am, even though I hate the space, I am redoing my house little by little and I'm really finding a lot of like joy in that. Like I've been, my fucking, my vanity that I built, like it didn't come with great instructions. So I didn't build things quite correctly. And one day I was like, I pulled out the drawer to like grab, you know, like whatever, like my mascara, the entire drawer drops. 
like just drops to the ground. My makeup goes everywhere. You should make TikToks of you building stuff because honestly, it's a thing and you need to capitalize on it. Yeah. It's so funny. It's. I mean, I can't because I'm like just keeping it together at that yeah, point. But, it's like you're on a mental breakdown. Yeah, I get it. Um, but it like just fell and like I let it sit there, guys, for like a month. Like I just I couldn't even fathom doing it. But this past like week, I've just been on like my Bob the Builder bitch mm-hmm. shit. And I, like, fixed the vanity, like, from scratch. Like, I had to, like, make new fucking holes. I, like, ordered wood glue. I was, like, clamping that shit down. Like, I was, like, doing my damn thing. I'm, like, I'm really out here. I did that. I built this, like, whole fucking cabinet for my office, too, and whatever. So I'm just really happy that I'm kind of, like, getting some solid pieces and, like... She's Barb the Builder. Barb the Builder. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, I I got some, like, new nightstands off of Facebook Marketplace for Mm. a steal. And I didn't, like, have matching nightstands. So, like, just little things like that, like, Mm -hmm. just bring me happiness and um, just kind of excited to be, like, elevating my space in, Mm -hmm. like, a bunch of little ways. That big package at my door was my new coffee table for my patio. Because, you guys, I realized, and this is, like, one of those things where it's, like, you need to ask yourself, like, okay, I'm not doing this. Why am I not doing this? And a lot of times it's something so small and simple, but once you change it, you're more, like, for habits, you always just want to make them as easy as possible, as less barriers to entry as possible. So I was looking at my back patio. I have a decent amount of space out there, and I'm, like, I would love love to stretch and do like a yoga flow there every morning. Why am I not doing that? Mm -hmm. And I realized it was because the coffee table was just a little like is a little too big. So as much as I do have good space out there, like it's pretty much taken already taken up by furniture. And I was telling Tyler and he was like, well, why don't you just move the coffee table? And I'm like, because I don't want to do that every day and then move it back. Like that's one more thing as simple and as small as it seems. That's one more thing preventing me from making that like instilling that habit so I posted the table on Facebook marketplace I bought a new smaller one on Amazon and hopefully that's gonna make this habit of going out there in the mornings and stretching more appealing to me so that kind of circles back to our episode about taking inventory like that's a perfect example looking at the habits in your life that you want to implement and see like why am I not implementing them what's holding me back and again no matter how small it is like you just want to make it super super fucking easy to look and to go and to not have anything in between. Okay, we're going to take a second and thank our show sponsors for this episode. All right, guys, today we're going to be telling you about a new sponsor, Lil Box. Lil Box is America's woman-owned buckwheat brand. They recently launched their snack line, Cluster Bucks, grain-free superfood clusters made from regenerative buckwheat. They contain plant-based protein and prebiotic fiber and are addictively crunchy. Lil Bucks, America's buckwheat brand, makes crunchy snacks and toppings out of the underutilized superfood sprouted buckwheat. The company's mission is to improve American diets and soil health through the love of buckwheat. The products are uniquely crunchy and are gluten, grain-free, high in protein, fiber, and antioxidants. And the buckwheat is sourced sustainably from a trailblazing regenerative farm in Minnesota. You guys, I actually love this product. Their little snacky snacks, the clusters are fire. It's honestly great for like, uh, I'm hangry. I need to grab something quick. That's like yummy, filling, healthy for me. And there's like a, there's so many different flavors. I think I had like a cinnamon snickerdoodle one. Bomb. 
bomb and then i've also been using the everything seasoning which is like nice because it's like everything bagel seasoning but there's a crunch to it oh you guys chef's fucking kiss delicious yeah they hooked it up with a package i mean honestly like a little while ago so i'm happy to like finally be doing this sponsorship because we've been trying and testing out the products for the last few months and honestly guys super good you guys know that i'm super fucking picky but their clusters are actually so yummy and even a picky gal like me loves it you guys can check them out their website is lovelilbucks.com and you guys can use the code bucks20 for 20 percent off and thank you Lil Bucks. So hopping into today's episode, again, we really like to talk about things that are currently going on in our lives. And honestly, something that we get asked about a lot as well, because people see our friendship and they want to have something like that, or they say they do. <laughs> and Or they're just sucking our dick. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh my God, I like wish I had a friend like you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're going to kind of go through what our mindset is and our philosophy when it comes to friendships and even, you know, the best friendship and, um, kind of, yeah, how we, how we navigate these difficult conversations and obviously starting off communication is key. And what something Olivia always says is that there's always a way to say everything. And like, hard conversations are inevitable even with the people that you get along with best like arguably olivia and i get along better than like you know 99 percent of people in our lives but that doesn't mean that we're exempt from really difficult hard conversations and i think that once you get comfortable having hard conversations like speaking your truth and like you know making sure that you feel seen and heard becomes so much easier like you can't shy away from having hard conversations because that's truly what strengthens relationships yeah but with that being said it it is hard to have those conversations if both sides aren't open and receptive to understanding not taking things personally you know they have to be open to hearing constructive criticism or seeing your point of view or or taking accountability because there's it's a two-way street and like we have done a full dedicated episode dedicated to like when it's worth having those hard conversations and when it's simply not because it's not going to be worth it for everyone you're not going to get through to everyone but you know assuming that there's people in your life who are aligned with you who kind of just get it they're on your wavelength they have no problem taking accountability those are the people you want to have these conversations with and it's worth having with because they're going to be receptive to it And the people that aren't receptive to it, that's when you have to be willing to walk away from a friendship and or or just understand that it's it like they can't meet you where you're at. And that's the type of relationship that's going to be. Yeah. And and it'll stay that way. And you either accept it and come to terms with it. Exactly. Or you choose to not have that person like, you know, as involved in your life. Yeah. And you can also kind of decide and dictate like what sort of involvement you want someone to like have in your life right like you can decide like okay I'm gonna keep this friend at an arm's length you know I'm not gonna cut them off completely but you know I just don't think I want to be as close as you know we either have been in the past because they're you know consistently letting you down or you know not necessarily improving your life or you know, you can, again, choose to walk away from that. And I think a lot of people, you know, don't realize that you can kind of, you know, take 
take a step back from friendships and kind of distance yourself without completely having to like cut them off or having it be this like huge big thing. You can just decide like, yeah, you know what? Like, I think that this friendship is a lot better for us when we spend a little bit less time together, you Mm -hmm. know, like we argue a little bit less or, you know, we have more things to catch up on when we do see each other or Mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah. And this also, this episode topic was inspired by like a viral TikTok where, what was she saying? This girl was saying like, you know, there's people in my life who are like the party friends. And like for a long time, I wanted them to be more than that. But I've come to a place of accepting that like some friends are in your life for that reason specifically, and they're really not meant to be more. And that's okay. And like, I think that once you really like realize that and like take it to heart, like it like becomes so much more like fulfilling and like like nice and you don't have to force people into like different boxes in your life that they weren't meant to fill and you're not setting yourself up for disappointment you know you're not having these unrealistic expectations of people that they should be your lifelong soulmate friend when really they're just there for a good time and you know you could love them and care about them and you guys could have an amazing time together but that doesn't mean that you're you know twin flames and soul sisters and that's okay you know Mm -hmm. yeah like you meet a girl like in the bathroom of a club <laughs> and you guys have like the most incredible night together ever. But then you like only ever see each other like every couple months when you like run into each other out and you have the best fucking time. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that you're like meant to be best friends. Yeah. You guys might remember that I spoke about it a couple weeks ago, but I did recently go through a friendship breakup and um, it's really unfortunate. But at the same time, <laughs> I'm genuinely at peace with it because it's like, I know that, like, I did my part. I spoke my piece. And, like, I feel like this was, like, and it's it really does. It really does suck. Like, it, this is a friendship that I've had for, like, six, seven years now. And it's, like, one of those things where, like, you definitely didn't think that something kind of, like, so insignificant could, like, stop the friendship. But it's, like, that's clearly not, like, not a me thing. It's a them thing. And, like, you know... I just have to be at peace with them making that decision. But, you know, and just to kind of give you guys a gist of what happened and kind of what led me to becoming at peace with it is that, you know, we were all on a trip and um, I'm not saying that I what I did was perfect, but I had a really difficult conversation with that person. And I basically told them that they had been being a shitty friend for uh, for a good amount of time now you know like I let it ride we all like us and our friend group we let it ride and you know we let them um we let that person go through what they were going through because you know like part of friendship is like kind of you know giving people grace and allowing them to be a shitty friend but you know also giving them the space to show up for you when it really matters and honestly and and counting on them to be better yeah yeah for sure and like not making excuse like giving them grace but also not making excuses for them yeah and dude also part of being having a healthy friendship is being able to speak your truth when someone is being a shitty friend because you know you deserve to have good friends that'll hear you out and be receptive so we kind of had a sort of intervention with this friend and we're like hey these are the receipts we're worried about you. This is coming from a place of love. I was definitely aggressive with it because I had some pent up resentment um, over these things that had happened. And I gave this person like a very, very kind of like stern sort of like realistic look at everything that was happening. I, I, w- I wasn't sure it is what was happening. I was like, 
hey, yeah, brother, you know, love you to death, but you're being a shitty friend. And this is, and like my friends were kind of beating around the bush and I just had no interest in that, interest in that. And I was like, listen, like, yeah, they're not going to say it, but like, you've been a shitty friend. This is exactly what you've been doing. This is how, you know, it's made us feel and we expect better from you and we deserve better from you. And like, we feel like, and you know, she had gotten into a new relationship and like, we felt like that relationship was like affecting her behavior. And we also wanted to kind of like, bring that to her attention and be like, hey, you know, you might be acting like this because of the relationship, you know, X, Y, Z, we get it. But like, you know, we just want you to want to make sure that you're seeing things clearly. And um, they were, you know, making like shitty decisions, not only within our friendship, but also within themselves. And, you know, once someone kind of, they're they're constantly asking you for advice, you're giving them advice and they're completely going against that and like making shitty decisions in their life and then bringing that, you know, kind of negativity and drama into your friendship every time you speak. It's like, that's not necessarily fair to your friends either. And I've been there. Like, I've been the person that, you know, made shitty fucking decisions over and over and over again. And then it was at the expense of my friends and my family around me. And, you know, there was a point where Olivia had to have a conversation with me and said, hey, don't don't bring this up to me anymore because I've done my part in, you know, giving you the advice and being there for you. And if you're going to continue to choose not to take it, you have to understand that I'm going to bow out of this fight now. Like it's, you know, you're on your own. And that was like so fucking valid. And and for me, that was the point where I realized that I, you know, needed to make that change. So that's kind of where we had gotten with this friend. And, um, you know, during that conversation, I was also drunk. You know, just throwing that out there. <laughs> just throwing it out there. I was drunk and, you know, I wasn't nice Jess. I was very, you know, stern, um, kind of like cold sort of Jess. And whatever, we got past that conversation and, you know, we were on a trip together and, we, you know, we had fun that the entire rest of the weekend. Um, I did end up apologizing the next day because I realized, I, I knew, I, I knew that I was just a little bit harsher than um, what was necessary. And I, you know, apologized the next day. I was like, hey... What I said was, I apologize for how I said it. I don't apologize for what I said because I could have said it a lot nicer, but what needed to be said was said. And when I said that, you know, this person was being a shitty friend, like, could I have worded that differently? For sure. But was the content of what I was saying true? Yes. And um, they were like, no, dude, like, you're good, whatever, for sure. And also, like, if you're going to be friends with, like, me or, you know, anyone, you also have to understand you know, who they are at their core. And if you, you know, you, you, when you like sign up to be a friend with some, to be someone's friend and you've been friends with them for this long, you understand how to kind of take certain things with a grain of salt or not get offended when they are who they are. You feel me? And it's like, I'm not going to make excuses for, you know, whatever behavior, if it hurts someone's feelings, but at the same time, like, you know who I am and you know, I'm looking out for you and I have your best interests in mind. And even if I'm not saying it, you know, the most sugar-coated way, like, I'm still going to fucking say it. And I'm sorry, but it's, like, what you need to hear. So you also have to understand that you're, like, signing up for that. So we had the rest of the weekend, and, um, unf- like, you know, we we realized that in, in the group chat, this person was, like, talking a lot less. I brought it up to their attend. They- she ended up leaving the group chat one day, like, didn't say anything, just, like, left the group chat. I immediately made a new group chat with all of us. And I was like, hey, wh- what did you mean to leave the group chat? Because, like, I didn't even realize anything had been wrong because they hadn't communicated it. And essentially they sent this like really long text about how they felt like wronged on our trip and everything. And this was like months later, guys. And I was like, oh shit, like, 
didn't even realize that we were still on this or that you felt that way. But unfortunately, for the last few months, they had been, you know, had this growing resentment, which, you know, leads us to this kind of whole non-negotiables of friendship and kind of realizing that someone who can communicate when they feel like they've been hurt or wronged has to be a non-negotiable because I can't read your mind, dude. Like, we had been kind of in the chat, like nothing had been wrong. Like, yes, they had been a little bit more distant, but you know, they're also, they, you know, they have life going on and a, and a bunch of different things. So it's like, you know, we, I didn't realize that I had to reach out again and, you know, re-apologize or that they still felt wronged because they didn't communicate that. So I never really got my opportunity to fully apologize or hear them out because they had just chosen to end the friendship without communicating essentially. Yeah. And there's a lot to unpack there. But I think like the most important thing is that you like for for us, a non-negotiable is if you're feeling some type of way, you need to communicate and not let it build up as resentment. And like, I feel like I'm constantly giving that advice to people of like, they'll come to me and be like, oh, you know, like they're upset with a friend for doing something. And then they're just like, yeah, like, isn't that shitty? And I'm like, yeah, aren't aren't you going to bring it up? Like, why? hold on to that negative energy within yourself and then why not choose to progress your friendship even further like because honestly moments like that and having those hard conversations is what builds a strong friendship you cannot have a bulletproof friendship if there's no like bullets getting thrown at the relationship so you have two decisions to make you can either ignore it, not reach out, not confront. And I think a lot of people just have, you know, issues with confrontation, but that's where the saying like, there's a way to say everything comes in because even like the hardest conversation that I feel like I'm going to have with someone, I'm constantly reminding myself, okay, no matter how harsh or uncomfortable this confrontation is, I know there's a way to phrase it that will resonate and make sense. And the best way to do that is to not necessarily point fingers and blame someone, but simply let them know how something is making you feel and then giving them the autonomy to decide how they want to react to that. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. So like you have two options. You can either choose to not have that conversation and have it build up as resentment. And every time you see a text from them, you think about it. And every time you see them in person, it's like that little nagging like feeling inside your gut where it's like you have that pit of like anger, but you're not going to even address it, which is horrible. Or you can choose to bring it to their attention, have that hard conversation. Cause and then on top of that, they, it, (laughs) buffering they might not even be aware exactly that that they hurt you or wronged you like they could have like just as example they could have no idea so when you bring it to their attention you give them the opportunity to step up and be a good friend and have that conversation and give the give the friendship the opportunity to grow from there yeah and it's like i feel like this kind of happens you know the first time you have that hard conversation, it's kind of like the most uncomfortable. And like a lot of people choose to run from that. And I feel like that's what she did was, and which is crazy because like, she's the one who chose to end the friendship after like we called her out for being a shitty friend because because she felt wronged by us telling her that she was a shitty friend. It's awkward. It is awkward. Yeah, for sure. And And I think that's what people get scared of is they're like, you know, friendships are supposed to be good and funny and laughter and all good. And then you you don't really want to take away from that. You don't, it becomes awkward. It's an, it's unwrap it's unpeeling like a, a different level of the relationship. And especially yeah. like you said, the first time is the hardest because you're like, oh God, I don't wanna 
I don't want this person to see me in a negative way mm-hmm. and I don't want them to know that I'm seeing them in a negative way. But like I said, there's a way to say everything. Yeah. And we spoke, we even spoke about a situation with like our friend group, you know, a few months ago where we had, I think it was like actually like a year, almost like a year ago, mm-hmm. but we were planning a trip, everyone. And like, we were just not seeing eye to eye. And it turned into like, you know, a little bit of like a heated discussion. And then everyone tried to cancel the trip. And me and Olivia were like, what the fuck? No, like, let's just talk, like, let's just hash this out. Like, what's everyone's issue? So me and Liv ended up calling every friend in the group chat and we're like, hey, just making sure we're good. Like, let's still, you know, let's, you know, this is where we're feeling. You know, we understand how you're feeling. Let's just, you know, like figure it out instead of like canceling the trip because it's like, that's, you know, doing that's a disservice to everyone. To our friendship. Yeah. yeah. It's like, we can get through a, um, a difficult conversation and still like, you know, have fun and friendship and laughter and joy mm-hmm. here like it doesn't need to be this like you know catastrophic thing to our friendship yeah and things are and like life is complicated and messy and things are bound to happen like it's inevitable like it's not there's always going to be something where you don't see eye to eye with a friend and like obviously it's like you know within context you don't want to bring up like oh i'm pissed that you whatever something small and like you we're not telling you guys to be like petty obviously but if it's something significant and it's for me I it's one of those things I take inventory of like at first I might not even think it's significant enough to bring up but then if I notice that it's kind of coming up in my subconscious and like honestly it's just like tuning into your gut and seeing like is this bothering me am I holding on to it is it just taking up space in my mind and at that point I will not let anything take up space in my mind like I simply refuse at this point in my life and like it's not happening if I have something on my heart I'm gonna communicate it with that person and it's kind of like up to them to either take it or to not but I'm not gonna hold on to it because that's not mine to hold on to yeah and I think that it really is such a and like why I'm at peace with my whole situation and and honestly allowing that person to walk away because even after like they like left the chat and I came back and was like, oh, what's the issue? They were like, yeah, just like, don't really, I don't vibe with this anymore. Guys, I never responded. <laughs> I I was like, mm, all right, well, you know, like that's how you feel. I still feel strongly about how I feel. And I honestly, I was like really disappointed with the way it was handled. You know, I was disappointed that, you know, they didn't come forward sooner and communicate. So I, I never responded and I feel at peace with that because I, I released that friendship. Like I realized that, you know, we allowed you this grace for the last one to two years of kind of, you know, falling off in our friendship and not feeling, you know, like it was super aligned, but allowed you that space. And, you know, when we finally did bring it up, this is how you've chosen to deal with it. And you'd rather not be my friend. I'm not going to beg for your friendship and I'm not going to beg for you to stay in my life because you can't have a hard conversation. So, and even, you know, the other day, my, one of my friends did something that like made me semi uncomfortable. And I, it's, it's like a me thing because like I'm super anal about certain things in my life and I'm super I'm like extremely chill about other things and like Olivia knows this like she I can be very weird with like certain things in my life I don't necessarily know where it stems from but it does and um I brought it to my friend's attention and I was like hey I you know I know you told you I know I told you that you know you can do whatever but they did something that like, you know, didn't really vibe with me. And I texted them about it and she called me immediately and was like, I'm so sorry that like I made you any sort of uncomfortable. Like 
I'm letting you know right now, like I'm, you know, if you have any anxiety, like I just, I want to, you know, put it to rest and like, just instead of let them like pointing the finger finger back at me or gaslighting or gaslighting me or, or being like, well, you said I could do whatever I wanted. They were like, I still should have asked. I'm so sorry. Like blah, blah, blah. Like, and, and like, I just realized like, that's the type of fucking friend that I want in my Mm -hmm. life that like gives me the benefit, gives me the benefit of the doubt, knows that I'm giving them the benefit of the Mm -hmm. doubt and like hashes it out immediately instead of it being this like passive aggressive, like whole texting situation, Mm -hmm. like, you know, just hashing it out like adults. And it takes two seconds and both of us being like ending it being like, I love you so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, just kind of having that conversation just made me realize like how how different the two are and and what I do want in my life and the type of friendships that I want. Yeah, I mean, I think to like even summarize that, like just having like choosing friends who have emotional intelligence is super fucking important. You yeah. know, like I don't want it. It's not like, oh, are you smart or are you not? It's just like, are you emotionally intelligent? Do you understand like what's really important do you understand the nuances uh, that goes on between a friendship and building out a friendship and really like kind of cultivating that and nurturing it it's just so, so important and I think as again as we get older it's like my standard for emotional intelligence is getting higher and higher I'm like yeah. if you're if I'm outgrow, and it's okay to outgrow people too you know but yeah. if it's like if I'm outgrowing you in those ways maybe we're not like the best fit as friends anymore and you know some people are meant to be in your life for just a season or two and that's totally okay and you know you can also have friends that don't meet again your emotional intelligence level or or whatever that standard is in your life but that also means that again bringing it back to the beginning of this topic like you can choose in what capacity you want them in your life like Mm -hmm. maybe you kind of scale back from hanging out once or twice every week to once a month and catching up with them like yeah like what the friendship looks like can can um kind of just like pivot change mold into different things as you enter different seasons of your life yeah and I have friends that like I love and adore so much but I know if they were like my best friend we probably wouldn't be friends because yeah. I can't handle them in like that sort of capacity. And that's mm-hmm. fine. Like I, sh- I'm sure so many people like feel that way about me. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm even thinking like there's friends in my life who I absolutely love and adore. And I think so, so highly of, and like, if it were up to me, we would spend more time together, but we just don't. And our, and our friendship is kind of like almost just like internet based and supporting each other from afar. And that's totally fine too. You know, like not, you kind of just have to meet people where they're at when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. So for me, I wrote out some non-negotiables. I don't really have a huge list because I feel like, I don't know, a lot of them I'm just like, yeah, it might be common sense for me. And I might not even like be cognizant enough of it to like take inventory of it. But my first one is no flaky friends. And, you know, that goes without you have to have grace with people. And like there are certain situations where I totally understand, like if we have plans to go out and you're like, hey, I am so sorry to cancel last minute, but like my mental health isn't doing well. And I think what would serve me best is staying in tonight. A hundred percent. You do you like I feel that. But when someone has a pattern of being inconsistent and they're consistently inconsistent, I have zero tolerance for that. Mm -hmm. Like I 
especially like when you're a busy person and everyone's time is so valuable. So like, you know, whether you're busy or not busy, it's like you should just be respectful of people's time in general. And that's what like for me, it's deeper than just like cancel. Oh, I just canceled. It's like, no, a time is super valuable and you don't want to like waste someone's time and they could have planned accordingly and they could have had other plans for that night. So it's just super rude and inconsiderate to just be flaky, especially if it's something that happens like multiple times one after the other no patience for it like love you but we're not going to make plans anymore yeah and it, I think it also just kind of boils down to like them not respecting your time and like also your friendship it's like bitch if I'm going out of my way to like make plans with you like that's such a big deal for me and us mm-hmm. like if we're carving out that time that like really means that we value you and your friendship and your time so it's like we would only expect that in return. Yeah, because trust me, bestie, I want to stay at home on my couch too in my yeah. PJs. And if I'm getting my ass up out of bed, it's because like I care more about nurturing this friendship and seeing you and catching up and having that time together than I do about being lazy and sitting on my couch, which I actually which really- Which is a lot. Which I really <laughs> want to do and probably would prefer. But then I know after leaving a meetup with a friend that I love, I like feel so like inspired and fun and happy. And, you know, it does serve- Fill your cup. It does fill your cup. As long as that friend fills your cup. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I kind of went over this in the episode, but obviously like communicating, even when it's hard, is really a non-negotiable for um, at least like my really close friendships or also at the very least being receptive to it. Because not Mm -hmm. everyone will like engage in like, you know, uh, initiate the hard conversation, but Um, and honestly, most of our friends won't initiate the hard conversation, but as long as they can be receptive to when we do, I think that that's, you know, all you could really ask for. Yeah. And the same goes for me, like just no holding grudges. If you're feeling some type of way, I a hundred percent expect you to communicate it like an adult. And that's not meant, I, I know communicating isn't just so easy for everyone. So I want this, you know, conversation to inspire you guys. Like if you feel like you could be that person on the other end who is avoiding the confrontation or is holding on to grudges because you feel uncomfortable, you feel too uncomfortable to try to communicate. This is your sign to like step into that uncomfort and take it as an opportunity for growth because I know it's hard. It, it really is hard. And especially if you, you know, had an upbringing where you, when you did choose to communicate, it just wasn't well received. Like, you know, some people are just scared of that confrontation and I do understand that, but I hope this pushes you guys to try to push yourself outside of that comfort zone because it really makes relationships in your life so much more fulfilling and deeper and once you are over those hard conversations they almost always end with like an I love you and thank you for hearing me and thank you for making me feel seen which Mm -hmm. is such a good feeling it really does like deepen your relationships so much like and one thing we've even said about like actual relationships like uh, romantic relationships is like you guys shouldn't be moving in together if you haven't had like hard conversations and like fights because fights are really when you get to see someone's like true character in these in you know these in a different way and you can kind of go from there and decide if that's like what you're willing to put up with 
like a lot of times when a friend will be like, oh, I'm dating a new person. I'll be like, oh, cool. Have you guys had your first fight yet? Like, that's the first thing I ask because and they'll be like, yeah, I'm like, okay, great. Like, I need to know if you guys have gotten in your first fight yet and how it was resolved, because that's what's important. Like, it's not important. All the butterflies and rainbows and shit. That's not what's important. I need to know if you guys fought, how it was resolved, how he communicated like or she give me you know those are the juicy details i care about like when i hear someone is fighting i'm like perfect fight (laughs) because that's that's what a relationship is that's what life is you have to fight you have to get over it another non-negotiable for me is if a friend has like pretty consistent negative self-talk i Mm, yeah that's a big red flag for jess i hate negative self-talk and you know like I mean, I get it. We all like, you know, think kind of lowly of ourselves every once in a while. I do it too, but don't fucking like put it out there and like, like keep it, keep your negative self-talk to yourself unless like, you know, you have something that you really need to vent about, but like people that are just consistently like talking down about themselves or like their figure or, you know, whatever they're going through in life. I'm just like, we're, we're just not excuses sort of people. And it's like, okay, like, okay, cool. You feel like shit about, you know, whatever it is you're going through, like your skin. All right. Let's, I don't want to hear you just complain about your skin. Let's, let's fucking get you on a plan. Let's go see a dermatologist. Let's Let's, be solution oriented. Yeah. I think that that's a huge thing is that people have to be solution oriented. And also I think it goes back to just having emotional intelligence and realizing that like anything that comes out of your mouth and even your energetic field, if it's negative, you're putting that negative energy to whoever else is around you. So like, yeah, if I show up and Jess is in a gray mood and I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. Oh, my skin is so horrible right now. Oh, Tyler's being so like, that is all negative energy being put onto the other person. So it's like, you know, that's like, you're going to leave hanging out with that friend and be like, all right, well, now I feel negative. Mm -hmm. So I think that's just something really important to consider and make sure like you're not being that person to your friends and also taking inventory. Like if you're with someone who is constantly doing that, it's one thing, like she said, to need to vent and be like, hey, I'm like going through it right now. I really need to have a talk. But just to like, you know, just have that be like a normal conversation, I think it just like isn't ideal. For me, a huge non-negotiable is just like not feeling like obligated or feeling like I'm going to be guilt tripped for not spending time with someone. I personally don't have friends like this in my life, but I have friends who have shared stories about their friends who will just make them feel so guilty for not spending time with them. And it's like, yeah, it's totally a thing where it's like, oh, well, you know, the whole spiel of like, well, you know, I'm, I really need this right now. Just like needy friends in general. We, everyone is so busy. Everyone is just trying to keep their heads above water. Like you have to remember that everyone is living their own lives and no one owes you their time. So like, it's not fair to anyone to expect that or feel entitled to someone's time. Oh, big time. I didn't even know that was a thing. I can't deal with my friends that have shitty friends. Like, I hate hearing about like, you know, oh my God, my friend did this today. My friend did that today. I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. Why are you fucking friends with them? And, you know, the same goes for like relationships. Like if they're always bitching about like their relationship or their friendship, I'm like, one, this is a massive red flag on your end that you're like continuing. Tolerating it. Tolerating it, continuing to allow this kind of behavior or like, like, why are we even talking about this? Like you can control who you're friends with. And it doesn't, again, doesn't have to be this crazy, huge friend breakup, but like, hey, 
maybe some distance would do you some good. Like, I hate hearing about my friend's shitty friends. Yeah. And again, I think it's different if someone's coming to confide in you. Yeah. And they're like, hey, I have this situation with this friend. I would love your advice. But like to just complain with no course of action. It's like, I I don't got time. I don't got a time or like emotional stamina for that. And it's almost like, okay, let's look at our friendship. How great is our friendship, right? Like we have a great friendship. Why are you choosing to have friendships that are any less like a a positive effect on your life than this Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like there's people out there who will like who will you will vibe with and who will like support you and who you'll feel like light with and who you'll feel joy with and it's like why are we accepting anything less than that we're too old for shitty friends i think that was the title of our previous episode (laughs) oh my god i forgot that we like have talked about shitty friends before yeah we deep dove and it was more so like we are at a time in our lives where we had just broken up with like a third best friend of ours so we were like just fresh off a really big friend breakup Mm -hmm. so yeah if you guys want to hear more about this go back to that episode it's called we're too old we're too old for shitty friends it's like season one type shit that's crazy Yeah. yeah but we hope that this was helpful in any sort of way you know growing older and navigating older friendships and newer friendships is not an easy thing but it is like having real like fulfilling friendships in your life is it's such a a pillar in a healthy fulfilled life yeah like it's very important brings like my friends bring me so much joy and and it's because like i've had hard conversations with them it's because i feel seen it's because i feel heard and it's because they feel seen and heard and you got to get comfortable with those hard conversations yeah and if you're listening to this and this whole episode you've been thinking about that one person and it's resonating with you because you're thinking about that one friend that you really should say something to that you've been holding a grudge or you know you're holding on to something that isn't serving your highest self then this is your sign to reach out to them to squash the beef and to go on in 2023 with zero zero beef zero beef releasing releasing anything that is not serving you in 2023 leaving Mm -hmm. in 2022 and just moving on to only fulfilling and fun friendships period bars love you brothers i hope you have an amazing week if you guys enjoyed this episode please take a screenshot share it to your instagram story and if you feel inspired please leave a review and we love you guys so much love you brothers see you next time